Thank you so much. Hello. Thank you so much for joining on air with Russell of Hotels Live Radio Show. I didn't do the intro today, kind of got caught off guard. I was like, push the button. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't do the intro. But anyway, that's okay. We just we just keep it moving, right? Because I can't stop, right? And keep it going. Oh, that was my bell for stock market just closed. So it's one o'clock, right? So I'm right on time. So anyway, hope all is well. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm gonna get my banner started here just so you can see who the heck I am and what's going on. So this is on air with Russell of Hotels, hospitality talk show, live hospitality talk show. We are live streaming to YouTube as well as to LinkedIn. So we're live on those platforms. Uh, and then after the show is over, it becomes a podcast and it goes to Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Overcast. I didn't know it was such things as Overcast. I mean, that's the day today in LA is Overcast. And then Apple Podcasts. So it's live on all those, um, or the podcast is on all those uh, platforms. So if you're interested, you should check those out as well. So we're all about connecting people and collaboration. I always say hashtag hospitality unplugged, which means we tackle everything. We talk about everything, you know, trends, what's up, what's down, you know, COVID related things within the hospitality industry. So we're not afraid to talk about different things, um, but it's just unplugged. I mean, you know, I, I'll say things that maybe you were thinking about saying, but you didn't say it, right? Or we, I talk about jobs, what's, you know, who's hiring, who's not hiring, what issues are, you know, what issues are going on within our industry. So, you know, we're not afraid to talk about anything, but just because you can talk about it doesn't mean you should. Okay. So just remember that. So today is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. And we're at show number 107. You know, what does that mean? Show number 107? I, I don't know. It's not a milestone because, you know, it's not a hundred. We passed 107 shows ago, but what it means to me is that, you know, just longevity, just you started something and, and continue to do it. So, um, I mean, the average podcast, they say go six shows. People don't even go past six shows. I mean, there's a million, just think about it. There's like a million podcasts that are out, out there, right? And the majority, the majority of them don't go past six shows, but the ones that do, like mine, I mean, I'm in 107 shows, right? Um, but you know, I'm in the top, I don't know, probably two or 3% of the ones that are still going. And it's, I'm not saying I'm like the best show out there, uh, I'm one of them, but you know, I'm not the number one show out there. I mean, there's, you know, you got Joe Rogan and all those people, right? But just look at it. This is what you do because some people think, well, I shouldn't do a podcast because there's so many other people doing it. Well, not many people are doing your same niche, right? Your niche, okay, whatever that is. I do hospitality, right? There's other ones that do hospitality, but they, do they do it the same spin that I do it? Probably not. Do they have the same people that are listening or watching? Probably not, right? So, so just remember that. So, and are they me? Do they have the same background or same experience that I do? No, they don't. So you have to think about it like that. People always ask me, well, you know, I'm just thinking about doing a podcast, but you know, it's it's crowded already. No, it's not. There's 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 room for other people to do it. It's like saying, you know, McDonald's came out and no one else wanted to compete with McDonald's. No one else wanted to come out with a hamburger. Everybody, everybody's making a darn hamburger, right? So just it's okay. It's okay to get into the crowded space. As long as you have something unique that people want to hear about, talk about, go ahead and do it. Be a, a marketing disruptor. That's why I started the podcast in the first place, because I wanted to jumpstart my brand. I mean, I was thinking uh, at the end of 2018, what do I need to do so people, you know, remember what I do, who I am and what I do, right? So I said, you know what, I'm gonna start a podcast. So I did, I was on someone else's show before. So I got kind of experience being a guest and then thinking, you know, could I do this? Yeah, I like to talk. You know, I don't know who's gonna listen, but I like to talk. So there you go. So that's how it started. So if you have an opportunity to do it and it's not that expensive to do, I mean, you can do it for free, right? I mean, there's so many different places where you can get on and do a podcast for free. It's not even funny. So. If you're thinking about doing it, I'm saying do it. Okay. So, but anyway, show number 107, marketing disruptor of the status quo. That's what I try to do. Try to do things different. Don't do what everyone else is doing. See what your competition is doing and do, do something else. Industry news. We're just going to get right into this. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, you guys know about, well, 
let me back up. If you heard the show last week, you know there's this 2021 Hospitality Power Index uh, for the most influential hospitality leaders of this year, right? It's the International Hospitality Institute is the one that hands out these awards or mentions you or whatever. And I happen to be one of those, right? So for 2021 Hospitality Index, I'm sorry, let me get to my comments. Um, 2021 most influential hospitality leaders. So I'm one of, I don't know, 50 or, or so that are out there international, right? So that's a good honor, right? Well, check this out. Just today, I was um, looking at my email and Lux, Lux Life, which stands for Luxury Life, an online, online, online magazine that highlights resorts and retreats nominated Russell of Hotels for their 2021 awards. Now, what is that? Okay, I'm going to read this to you. Okay, so I just bear with me a minute. It says, Hi, Russell. Hope you are well. I wanted to follow up on a recent email as Shortlisting has recently launched for our annual resorts and retreats awards 2021. I am delighted to inform you that Russell of Hotels has been highlighted by Lux Life magazine as a potential nominee this year. As we emerge from an incredibly challenging year for the industry, we feel now more than ever that individuals and companies should be rewarded for how they have adopted or adapted during these difficult times, meaning swerved, okay? That was my word, right? So even in the face of uncertainty, many businesses and their owners have shown their dedication to customers, setting the standard of impeccable service in their industry. So. I was nominated for this, right? So this is great, right? So I'm like, heck yeah, this is all right. So, um, so it and it goes back because I always say, well, how do these people know about me? How do they they find out about me? That, that's always when someone asks me to do something for them, like, how do you, how did you find me? Did you find me through the website? Did someone refer me? Uh, did you see some of my postings? You know, because I'm, you know, I'm, I have a presence on social media. I always want to know how did they find out about me. Um, so it's just interesting. So only thing I can go off of this, only, only thing I can say about this is that my postings or my social media presence makes a difference, right? So I'm always, you know, pumping up social media, you know, if you do things the right way, right? I mean, you're putting, you're not putting things out there that are crazy, that are controversial. Although every now and then you gotta be, con you gotta be controversial. I'm not going to say that you can't or you shouldn't. But sometimes you you do, depending on what the cause is and what you stand for, you, you have to do it. Uh, and don't be afraid to. If that's what you stand for, if that's what your brand stands for, if that's what your brand is about, then you need to, you know, stick up for what that brand is. So, but as long as you're not doing anything that's illegal, you know, against the law, crazy or whatever, or putting people on blast when you shouldn't be putting people on blast, uh, I think it's a good thing. And and I'm a big proponent of social media to get your brand out there, get your face out there, get your voice out there. So that's that covers, you know, the live shows like I'm doing here that covers a podcast. I'm not afraid to come on the show and show what I look like. Right. I'm not afraid to hear, you know, for you to hear my voice. I'm not afraid for if I stumble over my words or I have to repeat something. I mean, that stuff is is beyond, you know, who cares? Just continue to do it because that's that's the reason why people are afraid to do certain things like social media, go live or or whatever, because, well, how am I going to sound? What am I going to look like? People are going to think this of me, ah, blah, blah, blah. I wish that if I had a dollar for every time someone said something, I'd be rich. I wouldn't be on this show. But anyway, you can't get caught up in that control what you can control and the, the rest of that crap. Pff, let it go. So anyway, I just want to let you guys know that. So I want to thank. Lex Life Online Magazine for highlighting Russell of Hotels uh, for a 2021 award. If I, you know, it doesn't matter if I win or not, it's, you know, it's being nominated. That's that's all that's important. Everybody says that, right? You know, when they're giving the speech, you know, I just, I, it's just a pleasure and an honor to be nominated. Yeah, it is. It is. No, thank you. But thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hotels. Are you ready to reopen? And I've been mentioning this the last couple of times, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, are you ready to reopen? What is our game plan? I mean, what's your game plan to reopen? Do you, do you have staff on call? Do those people want to come back to work? Have we hired new people? I mean, remember, there's a, from what I keep hearing, there's a shortage of people. People don't want to go to work. You're competing. 
jobs are competing with the 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 check, the the stimulus check, right? They're competing with that. So do you have people on the call? Uh, are your former associates even coming back? If someone had a meeting scheduled for tomorrow, would you have enough staff to have it set up? That's just a question. You know, how would you handle it? So those are things that are going on. Those are things that I'm hearing. You know, a lack of, of, of staff, um, service is at a, I'm gonna say an all time low, but there's some spotty service going on. Let's just say that there's service that's going on that people are like, what the heck is going on here? The lack of service, right? So hospitality is out the window. You know, hospitality is, you know, how you're made to feel when you come into that establishment, hotel, restaurant, whatever. But I'm sure the majority of hotels are doing well. They're doing what they should be doing. But you always hear about the ones that aren't, right? So those are things that I'm hearing. Uh, but I have been to hotels where just, you know, I, I'm a, a lobby lizard because I go in and <clears throat> kind of uh, check out hotels, see, you know, from a lobby perspective and see the people coming in, how they interact, uh, you know, are they keeping social distance and what are the rules and regulations for that particular hotel? And are people happy? Are they complaining? You would be amazed if you just sit in a, in a hotel lobby and hear what's going on. Just sit down and hear the comments, both both positive and negative, but you need to hear that. And most hotels need to do that, right? I mean, I remember back in the day, we called it, uh, what is it? Lobby lizard uh, program or whatever, where all the, uh, all the managers were assigned to go and be a lobby lizard. And you basically just hang out in the lobby, you would talk to guests, see how their stay was, you know, some people just stood there. They didn't say anything, but I would go, I would ride the elevator up and down. And when people got in the elevator, I would ask them questions about their stay. You know, you have your name tag on, so they know that you work there and you just want to know. And sometimes you could, you know, you can um, take care of a situation that maybe was out of hand, maybe wasn't taken care of before they leave the property. Because once they leave the property and they get those um, uh, comment cards or, um, yeah, the things they email to like in comment cards or whatever the heck they call them. Anyway, um, guest interaction card. But anyway, you don't want them to leave with a bad taste in their mouth. So you need to take care of it before they leave. So lobby lizard program, those things should be ongoing. They shouldn't be, well, back in the day we used to do it. No, they should be doing that stuff now. Ride the elevator up and down, up and down, you know, for the time you're, that you're allotted to do this lobby lizard or MLD program or whatever the heck you want to call it. But that's how you can, you know, TripAdvisor and all those where people make the comments and, you know, either they make good comments or bad, and most of it's bad comments, right? And you have to respond to all these comments. Those things were invented because we weren't taking care of the guests, right? I mean, that's it. So why wouldn't we be doing that? Why wouldn't we be, you know, posting up in our lobby in the morning, especially during checkout time, right? Between 7.30 and 9 30 something like that someone should be in that lobby checking people you know just seeing how their stay was or if it was good or it was bad what can i do can i help you are you going to come back can i make a reservation for you to, re to return i mean those are things that can happen but we need to do that I don't, I don't even know how i got off on that but obviously it was something that needed to be said okay so <laughs> whoo there you go so um so make sure we, I guess it came back to around, do we have enough staff? But anyway, want to increase engagement? How do you increase increase engagement like on social media or whatever? Use IG Reels, that means Instagram for people that don't know Instagram, um, or do a live broadcast. Like I'm doing a live broadcast, I mean, it's a show, but I'm doing a live broadcast, right? So those are things you can do from your lobby you can do from the restaurant, you can do from your pool outside, you know, and you may be a little careful about who you have in the in your, the shot or whatever you're filming, um, because you want to make sure the people that you're filming, they're okay with it, or you're not showing faces or whatever. But I would have guests, man, if I was doing this these days, I would have guests that were happy with their stay, you know, talking about their stay. I would like, well, how, yeah, I'm Russell, I'm the director of sales and marketing here. Hey, how was your stay? You know, and oh, my state was great. I did this and did that. You know, I had a slight problem, and so and so, the other manager, he took care of it. I mean, people want to hear that, right? Everything's not going to be perfect at a hotel, right? It's never going to be 100% perfect, but 
if if you're taking care of the situation, that's the that's the thing. You just want to take care of the situation that are happening. So those are things that I would be doing. So um, if you want to increase your engagement on social media, I'm speaking to like hotels, restaurants, DMCs, whatever, because everybody's thinking, well, I need a big production crew to come in here to do this. You do that, what, once a year, okay? And that you spend all that, whatever, $20,000, $30,000 to do that, to update your whatever, your, you just did a renovation, whatever. No, this is stuff that you can do d day in and day out, okay? This is stuff on an iPhone or whatever. You can do that and then keep moving, but you need to post things to keep things fresh. So if you wanted to increase your engagement, I just gave two things. Use IG Reels and then um, do a live broadcast. What would prevent you from traveling in 2021? I don't know, nothing's gonna prevent me. I'm vaccinated, got my card, I'm ready to go. So that's just a question for you guys. What, what would prevent you from traveling? And as I saw this last weekend, I did a road trip and a lot of people are traveling. You know, they're going from, I went east, so a lot of people are traveling between um, LA and Arizona, right? I mean, they're doing day trips or, or um, what do you call them? Uh, what do we call them? Uh, well, day trips. Let's just say day trips or weekend trips. There you go. Staycations. There you go. I'm start singing again. Uh, who's hiring? You know, my favorite hotel is hiring, looking for a GM. My favorite hotel in LA area is the Georgian Hotel in Santa Monica. I love that hotel. It is that old New Orleans style um, building. Um, uh, it's just, it has a veranda where you can have your drinks. I always go there and have a cocktail on the veranda or just a, um, what do you call it? Uh, Arnold Palmer. That's my favorite drink of all time, an AP. But you know, when I'm having a cocktail, that would be the perfect place to do it. Why? One thing is right across from the beach, the pier's right there. So if you're looking out, pier's to your left, ocean's right in front of you, to your right, I mean, just more of the beach and a little park, palm trees, all that stuff. It's a great place to people watch, right? So you sit right on the veranda and have a little snack, have a drink, the Georgian Hotel. But anyway, the Georgian Hotel in Santa Monica is looking for a general manager. They're managed by Ainbridge Hospitality. So check it out. I think that hotel has 88 rooms. So it's small boutique hotel, uh, but they're looking for a GM. The Shade Hotel in Manhattan Beach is looking for a GM as well. I know that hotel as well. That's another boutique hotel. Very nice. It's near the Strand, I think, but it's not, uh, is it on the beach? I can't remember if it's actually on the beach, but it's a very nice hotel, the Shade Hotel. Um, corporate Director of Purchasing, the new Anaheim, the new Western Anaheim is looking for a corporate director of purchasing. So if you're interested in that, and these are all on Indeed.com and these are all uh, greater LA area uh, openings. So Santa Monica, what did I mention? I mentioned, yeah, Santa Monica, Manhattan Beach, um, Anaheim, which is in Orange County. Anaheim is where Disneyland is, just in case you did not know. And the new Western Anaheim is managed by Wincom, Wincom Hospitality. Not familiar with that uh, hospitality company, it's probably a management company, but it's Win Wincom, W-I-N-C-O-M-E, Hospitality. Shutters on the beach in Santa Monica. They're looking for a meetings and special events manager. That would be a great place to work. I love shutters on the beach. Hilton Long Beach, the LBC. They're looking for um, a catering sales manager. So the Hilton, Long Beach, I know that property very well, right there on, is that Ocean Boulevard too? That's right, that's on Ocean Boulevard as well. So, but that's in Long Beach, you know, opposed to Santa Monica. So, but anyway, <clears throat> so once you talk to these people and you have an interview, I have a few tips for interviewing. And I mentioned this last week. Um, <clears throat> so a few tips for interviewing. Number one, succinct, honest and engaging make sure you know you're to the point you know exactly what you want right that's one thing that's succinct right and then be honest and engaging because people know during the interview if you're not being honest right that's, that's easy to detect number two try using a job description to prepare so most jobs that you're looking for on indeed h careers um whatever else you're looking whatever other uh platforms you look for a job on they always have job job descriptions of what they're looking for. So make sure you mention those things in your interview. If I'm looking for 
you know, director of sales with, you know, 10 years of experience and someone that's a, a, an expert of, on social media, um, you want to make sure you highlight those things. Well, I do social media. I've done it. I've been doing it for 10 years. You know, I started with, you know, X amount of followers and it's not all about the followers, it's about the engagement, you know, all this kind of stuff. So anyway, so make sure you follow the job description. Uh, and then number three, showcase your strengths. Give examples, like say if they're looking for a union represent. I mean, a manager that has union experience. You want to make sure you mention, "Hey, I have union experience, and this is my involvement with, you know, the whatever the unions are." I can't remember the the numbers, but um, you know, if you're familiar with Unite Here, you know, you need to make sure you mention those things and how you dealt with, you know, the um, union representatives or you know when they file a petition against you or whatever the heck it is you want to make sure you use you pull on all your experiences and give examples if you need to okay and don't give up i mean because you didn't get that first job doesn't mean you stopped looking for a job that means you you know that wasn't the right one for you so keep going i had this uh, young lady uh, calls me i used to work with her i can mention her name because she actually just got a job so congratulations to her but i cannot mention her yet because she hasn't started the job yet. She's still in a former position. So, but she would call me because she wanted advice on what she should do. So she was in HR. I knew her when she was in HR, but she had experience being in housekeeping as well. Um, but, you know, she would always complain about, you know, housekeeping this, housekeeping that. So, which led me to think that she didn't want to do housekeeping. She would rather wait for an HR position. So, she would call me and say, oh, there's this housekeeping position available. And I would say, why are you going to apply for the housekeeping position? Because I need a job. I'm like, okay, I understand that. I understand that. But sometimes we have to wait for that. You know, nothing's ever going to be perfect, but sometimes we have to wait. But I said, I under, I agree that you need to apply for that particular job, even though it's housekeeping. You have housekeeping experience. I said, go ahead and apply for it. Well, anyway, this goes six months, seven months you know, back and she didn't, you know, she didn't get a job in housekeeping. And then um, then finally she did get one. She got one as a supervisor. Okay, So she started working as a supervisor. And I said, well, you still need to start looking for because your passion and what you really want to do is HR. So that's what you need to do. So I'm gonna make a long story short. She got, she interviewed with three different, three different jobs at three different hotels. One was for housekeeping and two of them for, were for HR, okay? So, and I asked her, I said, what position? I said, if, if the, H, if the uh, housekeeping position called you, would you take it? She said, yeah, I would take it because she needs a job. I said, okay. I said, all right, all right, go ahead. So guess what? She um, <laughs> interviewed for two jobs in the same day. One was housekeeping, one was um, HR. And the housekeeping position, right after she left, like 20 minutes later, they called her and offered her a job as a housekeeping manager at this full service hotel. And I said, oh, that's great. Congratulations. I said, but I said, I, I said, you should wait though. I said, you should wait because you haven't heard from the other two positions or the other position that was going to offer a, um, um, an HR position. She goes, I don't think I'm going to get it. I said, just be confident and just wait. And she didn't respond. She did respond Said, thank you very much. Send me the offer letter. So you have time before they, you know, when they send you the offer letter to when you sign it to send it back, right? I mean, you can hold them off for a week if you had to, right? Well, the same day, probably an hour later, she gets a, uh, a call from the job that she really wanted because it was closer to her house. And guess what? It was an HR manager position at a hotel. She didn't know she would even, you know, have the experience to get there. But hey, things work out. And she got that position. She accepted it. She's now going to be the HR director at this particular hotel, which I can't say yet. But she stuck to her gun. She hold, held off and waited for a minute. And then guess what? The position that she really wanted, she got. And she got more money than she thought she was going to get. So I'm like, this is it. So just be prepared to, to wait a little bit. Get that job. Because right now, remember that there's a shortage of people looking for jobs. So if you know that, you know you can wait for a little while, right? I'm not, you know, I'm just saying that, right? I'm not saying that everybody should wait and don't take that first job that comes to you, but I'm saying you need to start evaluating what's important. Look long-term, not short-term, because I guarantee you, if she, was, if she would have taken that job 
as a housekeeping manager, in a couple of months, she'd be waiting, for, looking for another job because she really didn't want to do housekeeping. You know, she wanted HR. So there you go. That was a tangent. But every now and then, I got to jump on that soapbox and, and, and say that. But congratulations to her. But I can't say her name yet. But I will after she's officially signed and given her other job their notice. So I'll find out more information. So hopefully next week I can go ahead and tell you guys who that is or was. Is your hotel open or did you go back to work? Create some FOMO, okay? That means fear of missing out for people that don't know what that means. So um, make sure you create FOMO if you're open, you're going back to work, um, whatever. Create some FOMO. Use social media consistently to get your message out, whatever your product or service is, stay relevant and it should be a huge part of your marketing strategy. Non-meat eats. Now, you guys know that I don't eat meat. I'm plant-based. I don't call myself vegan because that's a whole lifestyle, but I am 100% plant-based. And normally, excuse me, I have to take a drink of water. I'm a little parched, but normally, um, I have this non-meat-eat section where I talk about, you know, the restaurants I've gone to the previous week. And guess what? I didn't, I did go to a restaurant, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't for food. So I have to, I have to tell you this. So I did a road trip over the weekend, right? I went to Blythe, where I'm from, to visit my mom. So, you know, it was Mother's Day, right? So I went to visit my mom for Mother's Day. So I did a little road trip to Blythe, but along the way, I always stop. There's this place called Hadley's. It's like a, no, no, I'm sorry, not Hadley's first. It's Dowling's. Dowling's is a similar to a Hadley's, but it's, it's a roadside market, but it kind of, it's kind of like, it gives you this vibe of a, um, a farmer's market, but it's, it's in a market, of course, right? It's not a bunch of different booths or things like that. Uh, no, it's, it's a market, but they have fresh vegetables. I mean, I get jalapenos from there. I get tomatoes. So I make my salsa, all that kind of stuff. So, but anyway, I have dry stuff. I have beans, like lentils, like black beans. They got mixed beans. They got all kind of stuff, right? So I get snacks and I get lentils and then I get this pecan roll, which my mom loves. So I get that for, for her, right? So I stopped there all the time. I've been stopping this place for 20 years, okay? So I stopped there and then I get back in the car and I'm driving and, you know, Hadley's is there, but I'm not going to Hadley's. Normally, I normally go to Hadley's because they make, one of the few places, at least probably the only place on the 10 freeway going through like the Palm Springs area that has date shakes. Okay, now date is a popular fruit, right? That grows in Indio, California, which is like I said, going through that whole Palm Spring, like from, um, what is it? What is that place? Cabazon to Palm Springs to like Indio and all Coachella. You, you've heard of Coachella, right? So that that whole area, they, they have date farms everywhere. So you know, getting a date shake is no big deal if you're in the city, but on the freeway, the only place I know is Hadley's. Well, I haven't been drinking Hadley's date shakes for a number of years because guess what? You guys didn't forget, I'm plant-based. So the date shakes normally are made with what? Milk or whatever, ice cream, real ice cream, right? Well, I don't eat real ice cream because I'm plant-based. Well, get, check this out. I'm driving on the freeway and I happen to look and there's Hadley's. I mean, there's Hadley signs all everywhere, right? You know, come get your fruit from Hadley's. Okay, yeah, I see that. But then I happen to look and it said date shakes. And I said, okay, yeah, date shakes. Oh, I wish I could have one. The next sign said vegan date shakes. You know, I was crashed my car trying to get out the exit because I said, I have to go try this vegan date shake at Hadley's. So I did. And I was so happy I did it. It was um, it was made with almond milk, and it had, um, of course, it had dates, but it also had um, coconut. Okay, so it had like a coconut, almond, and a date flavor. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so refreshing and frothy. Oh my god, on a warm day, something frothy. Oh man. Oh. So I'll be back to Hadley. So thank you so much, Hadley's. I didn't get a chance to go to a restaurant. So I can tell you about, but I did go to Hadley's. It's a, it's another, um, it's another store similar to the Dallas that I went to, but it's bigger. And Hadley's are, I think, nationwide for the most part. 
but not all of them serve date shakes because dates are, you know, in that area. So it was great. So if you guys are ever going, say you're going from LA to Palm Springs or to God forbid going to Blythe, but if you're going to Arizona and you're on the 10 freeway going east, stop at Hadley's. You'll see the signs. I can't think of the exit, but you'll see the signs and get you a vegan date shake and you won't be you won't be mad that you stopped, okay? You'd be satisfied. You'd be like, man, this is a frothy drink, okay? I heard it on air with Russell of Hotels because he loves frothy drinks. So there you go. Hotels. <laughs> oh, boy. Hotels, are we being consistent with our content or messaging during COVID times? What does that mean? Are we sending out a message, messages of our protocols? Whatever, whatever our protocols are, if that's keeping your distance, your social distancing, if that's, um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the protocols are, your restaurants are open, or this is now open, your spa is not open, or these are the, the new times for that. Make sure those are in your website and it's consistent, right? Um, because one thing you don't want is for things to be on your website and you show up, okay, let's give you an example. On your website, it says social distancing, and you have to, it's, you're required to wear a mask. But when you show up, no one has a mask. There's no social distancing. It's just a free for all. You don't want that. It has to be consistent. You don't want to send out the wrong, inconsistent message to guests. So just make sure whatever is on your website is exactly what you're doing on property. Okay. Are we showing off our staff utilizing these pro protocols? Are we cleaning more? Are we, you know, cleaning the handrails? Do we have, sanitation stations in you know every corner of of the lobby or in the elevator or next to the elevator are we wiping down the buttons in the elevator are we spraying are we making housekeeping sexy what does that mean meaning we're bringing housekeeping employees to the forefront because we want to make sure or we want to visually see people cleaning things and that's what people want to see right everything i talked about or everything i've heard from from hotels hoteliers and all this stuff they're talking about you know, doing that, making sure that people see, because they want, I want to see it, then I'm going to take a picture and post it on social media. So they say, oh, Hotel XYZ that Russell of Hotels was at, they're using these protocols. Okay, I like that. I'm going to use that hotel. That's basically how it works, right? That's basically how an influencer works. I'm not saying that I'm an influencer. I'm more of a content creator. But, you know, some people would say, oh, Russell, he's an influencer. Whatever, whatever. I, you know. I don't take offense to that, but I think it's a little bit more than that, uh, especially, you know, anyway, I just think it's a little more than that. But if that works, well, people are comfortable with seeing me going to places and, and taking pictures and sending them back so people can see them. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about my brand um, makes your brand better. That's what it comes down to. Okay, so my brand is my brand is to keep your brand relevant. And keep your 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 brand top of mind. That's what I do. So however I need to do that, that's what I do. But it's always good, right? It's always in good taste. Um, so make sure you're showing pictures and things like that. What's open in your hotel or what's closed? Are your restaurants open? What are the new hours? Um, or is it a limited, you know, menu? What it whatever that is, this show us what that is. Is your spa open? Are you doing massages? You know, if your resort. What about golf? Is is the pro shop open now? If it's it, you know limited um, hours, uh, make sure you mention that stuff on your website and make sure there's signage around your hotel that says, okay, these are the new hours. What's going on within your area or, or destination? What about restaurants? If your restaurant is closed, what what are my food options? I need to know that, right? So those are the things that need to be handed out on your website or talked about. I mean, those are things that you would think those are simple things, but believe me, there's a whole list of hotels that haven't even done that basic stuff. That's basic stuff, right? Update your websites. What have you been doing during this time? I don't know. I just had to say that. Um, do, do, oh, this is a question someone asked me, or it was a question on, um, it was a whole clubhouse room, a discussion. Should hotels or DMCs have their own podcasts or shows. I'm like, they couldn't agree who would, who would do MOD sh uh, shifts or schedules, you know, let alone now someone's going to do a podcast at a hotel. <laughs> that would be funny. No, um, if they could, yeah, that'd be great. But 
it's always a question of do they want to do it it has to be consistent you know who's going to take the lead on it because everybody you would think the gm would take the lead on it right but that's not always the case in every hotel right well what if i have i don't have things i want to talk about or i run out of things i'm going to say you know that that kind of stuff so i think they should because it's a way to to jumpstart your brand and talk about your brand on a consistent basis i mean as things happen almost and you can even do a show like this where you're walking around and of course you want to get the okay from your employees and guests but there's ways you can walk around there's ways that you can do it never want to you know videotape kids or anything like that but um you know you get adults just to consent that yeah we do a quick video shoot you know let them know that you're going to talk to them or you're not going to talk to them let them know ahead of time but these are things that you can do to make things interesting for uh, a podcast or a live show i mean that's what i do i go to hotels and i i haven't talked to any guests yet but i will show you know i call it my office of the day hashtag my office for the day where i go to hotels and i just want to my job is just to make sure that people know that this hotel's open okay because a lot of times it's open and it's operating right and there's people coming there right and that's what people want to see but you don't want people guessing like well is that hotel still open or you know is the restaurants open are, are the restaurants open are the bars open because i used to go there to the bar but i haven't seen anything if the bars are open those are the things that we need to communicate it's a constant thing people think communication and especially on social media is like a one-time thing no no it's ongoing and the the, the worst social media um posting is if you don't do it at all okay so people think that oh i don't want to you know it may not look good or this and that you know what if you're not doing anything at all that's bad if you're doing at least something you're posting something that's good right because everybody starts off even with social media okay everybody starts up even you know i only got three followers okay we'll grow that from three to a hundred okay i mean it takes time I mean, I remember on Twitter, um, I started with, well, I mean, you know, 10, I, I remember. And I got up to, you know, 13,000. I'm like, how the heck did I even get to 13,000? But but I did. Um, uh, IG, IG hasn't grown as fast as that. But I remember a couple of months ago, I had 1,000. I have 1,400 now. So in the last month and a half, I've grown by 400 people. And I think a lot of that has to do with Clubhouse you know because you know people see you or not see you but they hear you and, and you come on stage and you're talking you get to promote what you're doing because people ask you to come on you know tell, tell us a little bit about you and what's your question so you get to you know give them a 30 second elevator pitch you know about you and what you're doing and people see that and they start following you on on these social media platforms so that's what it's all about so just make sure if hotels are going to do, uh, hotels or DMCs do their a podcast or a show, just remain consistent. <clears throat> Have a plan. What are you going to talk about? Have a format. And that goes for anyone, not just for hotel shows. I mean, hotels or DMCs or restaurants. That goes for anyone. Make sure you have a, a, a template of what you're going to do, right? An outline. What you're gonna do. I mean, I follow an outline every week. I'm just not up here. You may think I'm just up here spewing and just talking, right? Well, I actually have a format that I follow. I just plug in and play, just think, take things out and put things in as, as the weeks progress. So, so there you go. Contact information. How do you get a hold of Russell of Hotels? <clears throat> My email, Russell at RussellofHotels.com. I'm on Twitter, IG, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Clubhouse at Russell of Hotels or Russell L. Edmond, E-D-M-O-N-D. That is my name. And my website is russellofhotels.com. We do sponsorships. If you're in, interested in that, go to my website, russellofhotels.com, and, and it tells you what's included in the sponsorships. I mean, I have people on the show. You come and talk about your brand. You talk about yourself, your career. You talk about if you have promotions. Say you just did a renovation and you want the world to know. So for people that don't, hotels and DMCs that don't do um, their own podcast or a show like this, come on my show. You can come on my show. Doesn't cost, well, no, I almost said something. 
wouldn't cost you anything to set anything up. You come on and we, we can talk. We, we can talk. We can chop it up. We can talk about your brand, how you got to where you are, where you started. I mean, the sky's the limit. But you need to jumpstart something. You can't, if you're just barely getting your toe wet in social media, you need something to enhance that, right? Because a lot of hotels, they say they do social media, but if you're not doing stuff every day, you're not doing social media. Boom, done. Drop the mic. Um, hotel, yeah, from hope it, hotels that are opening, grand reopening, like say restaurants. Your restaurants are open. Perfect time to do a grand reopening for your restaurant that happens to be in a hotel. Perfect time, right? That's what I would do. But anyway, if you have any questions at all, reach out. Russell at russellofhotels.com is my email. What is a Russell of Hotels group? Well, I do a radio show, a live, well, radio show. I always say radio show, a live hospitality show that's streamed to LinkedIn and um, what do you call it? YouTube every week, every Tuesday. I'm the host of the show, Russell Edmond, but I go by the name of Russell of Hotels. So I do that, which I, you know, I help you know, brands come on and build their presence. I do video postings. I'm a content creator just on social media. Um, I have a website. You can make reservations, hotel reservations anywhere on, in the world. Go russellofhotels.com and you can see that. Um, and I do site selection. Now, I haven't been mentioning the site selection because guess what? Meetings weren't happening. So why would I mention something and nothing's happening? But real quick, what is hotel site selection? Because guess what? These are starting to happen again. I've already sourced out a couple of hotels. So for people that did not know that, yeah, I do the social media things for hotels, smaller hotels, boutique hotels, or whoever needs it. But I also am a, the old term is meeting planner. I mean, the old term where people say, well, I'm a meeting planner. Well, I'm not a meeting planner. I'm more of a hotel site selection um, representative company expert, whatever. So my job is to assist companies and organizations or even individuals with finding the a suitable hotel for their meeting needs. So 10 rooms or more is considered a group, right? So if you take it like a, from a travel agent perspective, so I'll be a travel agent, but for group business. So 10 rooms or more, so say if it's a, a board meeting, which I do tons of board meetings, well, I used to <laughs> pre-COVID. Um, so if you need a board meeting for 35 people and you need it in, you know, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, you know, my job would be to, you know, source your, your RFP request for proposal. I would send this out to multiple hotels on your behalf to the hotels or to the, um, the DMC or C CVB in, in, um, Salt Lake City. And they would source it out to the hotels for me. And those hotels would contact me directly and say, hey, we have this, 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 and that. These are our rates. These are our menus. You know, these are the dates that we have available. You know, and then I take that information, compile it, and then give it to my client. Because it's the client that makes the decision. It's not me that makes the decision. They sign the contract. They agree to the terms. But I want to make sure all the terms are, are, are correct for that particular group, right? So my job is not just to find a site selection. My job is to... Uh, go through the contract as well. So contract negotiation, price negotiation, make sure uh, the clauses that are in there that are correct for that particular meeting, especially these days, you want to make sure, you know, someone's going through your contract because of this now COVID. You want a, a COVID clause in there that basically gets you out. If, if there's another outbreak, you want to make sure that's in there and make sure hotels have this hotels have to have a force majeure, which many of them do, but it didn't specifically say, a uh, pandemic. Some of them said epidemic, but a, not, very few said pandemic. But because the healthy industry was, you know, this is all new to everybody. So they let a lot of people off the hook for the most part. But guess what? They're not letting people off the hook now. So you can't be ignorant anymore when it comes to pandemic, because guess what? Hotels are not, and they're putting these things in their contract. So make sure you're going through this contract and you understand. If you don't understand, you need to have them explain it to you. What does this clause mean? Okay, so that's what I do. I offer those types of services as a hotel site selection person or company or organization. I offer those particular services. So I find the site for them. 
I sent out the RFPs. I received the proposals from each hotel. I compile a report, give it to my client. And then when they want to move forward, I negotiate the, the rate, the space, make sure the dates are there, the contract, make sure everything is in the contract that's supposed to be there or not supposed to be there. Because sometimes hotels will send out a boilerplate contract or an agreement that has things in there because it's just a you know copy and paste and they'll leave things in there that really have nothing to do with your group. So that stuff doesn't need to be in there. So, but you have to have someone in there to say, hey, well, can you take this out, take that out? Well, why do you want to take it out? Because it has nothing to do with my group. I'm not using your spa, so you're not going to charge me $10 to use your spa when we're going to be here for a, a one-day meeting. We're in and out. Why would I use your spa? Why am I getting charged $10? I mean, things like that. I'm just using that as an example. So, so there you go. So that's what I do. Um, and I do a live show, just like I said, um, disruptor of the status quo. So as you can see, I'm all about disrupting everything. So yeah, I didn't have a podcast before, but boom, I want to do it because people, I want people to know who the heck I am. So that's why I became a marketing disruptor of the status quo, because I want people to know exactly what I do, when I do it, why I do it and how I can help you. So that's what it's all about and connecting collaborating with people and kind of pointing people in the right direction if they need assistance with i mean anything from hr issues to i used to work in a hotel and i was a in a union union hotel with a lot of people don't have that experience right dealing with unions sorry i took another drink of water <clears throat> and that's for more of the people that are listening to the audio because they can't see what i'm doing so i just want to make sure i let people know that <laughs> So, yeah, so union experience that I have, I mean, a lot of people don't have that. So, I mean, there's a myriad of different things that people ask me. Meetings, union information, like how do we deal with this? How do we deal with that? Um, social media posts, how do I post? I, I need to get more engagement. How do I do that? What, what su suggestions do you have? Uh, we want to put out you know, more content, you know, with pictures and things like that. Okay, well, let's do it. Video versus IG Reels, okay? so. I don't do a lot of just still pictures. I do more video, right? So I would do a reel in a minute because reels, I'm telling you, you get so much engagement um, from reels, so many views, it's, it's ridiculous. I posted something, what did I post? I can't remember what it was, but it was something, it was food related. Um, yeah, it was cookie, there were cookies. I baked some cookies, see, I'm, I'm here in La Cocina right now. La Cocina, that means kitchen for people that don't speak Spanish. But, um, I was baking some cookies two weeks ago and I just posted the pictures and I put a song, an Elmo song, not Elmo, Cookie Monster song attached to it. I got like two, 2,500 views in like an hour off of that one video. I mean, it's just, it's my, and it was a reel. So that's why I say use reels because it, it, it will blow up whatever you put in front of, well, not everything, um, but I think you have to, you still have to be consistent with your posting but every now and then you hit something where it just boom, blows up. So it just, it, it always doubles or triples the engage, my engagement or my views anyway from a regular posting. But, but some things would just almost go like viral. You know what I mean? For me, it's viral, right? 2,700 views an hour, yeah, that's viral for me. So anyway, let me finish this show. Um, how is your professional or personal brand staying relevant? That's, oh, these are four questions I ask every week. How's your professional, your professional or personal brand staying relevant? Number two, knowing what you know now, is there anything that you're doing differently? Number three, have you connected with anyone new lately or anyone old that you haven't, you know, communicated with because of COVID? Go out and reach out, reach out to people. This is the time. Number four, what has this situation taught you? The whole COVID thing, what has it taught you? Hotels, excuse me, hotels. Are you selling differently? Are you marketing more or less? You should be marketing more. Are you keeping your brand in front of your competition? You need to. <clears throat> marketing is never about you. It begins with your audience and what they want. Once you know what your audience wants, connect them with your product or service in a way they want to receive it. It's not one size fits all. Okay, some people want you to reach them through Instagram because that's what they look at. So it, it depends on who you're trying to reach and the demographics. You have to look at all that different stuff. I was listening to a, a, 
uh, a clubhouse the other day and this guy was like, he's supposedly a marketer. And he said, oh, I hate social media. Well, guess what? I didn't have a chance to say this to him, but guess what? It's not even about you. It's about your clients. It's about who you're trying to get in your door or use your, your product or your service. It's never about you. So when you're doing those marketing plans, I'm speaking to hotel people, when you're doing your marketing plans every year, it should be a working document first and foremost. But remember, put your put put your your foot in those shoes and their shoes, not your not. It's not about you. Like, well, how would I want? No, 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 no. You need to be trying to get those people in your door, not the other way around. Okay, not you in the door, them in your door. So, who are these people you're trying to reach? How are you trying to reach them? Why are you trying to reach them? Okay, and how are they receiving the information you're giving them? Or through what avenues or vehicles or uh, platforms or whatever, all that stuff has to, you know, uh, you have to take that into consideration when you're coming up with a plan because you just can't go out there willy nilly, although sometimes it's okay to do that, right? But you have to do something and you have to look at. So for him to say, oh, I hate social media, I don't use social media, I'm like, well, okay, well, how is your business doing? I don't know. Anyway, that's just me. Oh, well, as I come to a close, I was in the show with these four things. I call these the Russell of Hotels, the four P's. So number one, purpose. Know why you're doing what you're doing. You know how people say, know your why. No, know what you're doing. Know why you're doing what you're doing. Okay, so if that's your why, then that's fine. Number two, people. Be a leader, be inclusive. Number three, passion. Either you have it or you don't. Okay, either I have a passion to do this show or I don't. Because you would be able to see if I didn't have a passion to, to do it, right? You'd be like, oh, this, why is this Russell Hotel guy still doing this show? He obviously doesn't have a passion for it, but no. Uh, you have to have a passion for it. whatever you're doing. Either you have it or you don't. Uh, number four, perseverance. Be consistent. Continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to. Swerve. That's the, that's the word that I use because there's some people that are like, what, do you, what does it mean, swerve? What, what does that mean? That's the P word that I don't use anymore. Pivot, you know, people use pivot. I use swerve. So be consistent, continue to evolve, don't give up, and swerve when you need to. Leaders need to have more empathy during these COVID times. Be more inclusive with your team. Use this time to develop yourself, separate yourself from the pack, learn something new, invest in yourself, and always, always stay relevant. Focus on what you can control. The other stuff, the heck with it. If you can't control it, the heck with it. Someone else's issue, okay? That's how people get stressed out. We're worrying about everybody else's crap, okay? Worry about your crap, okay? That's what you do. And your brand is your culture. And the last thing, leadership dictates where your company will go. So be a good leader. Be, you know, true to what you believe in. Um, and people will follow, right? If you're doing the right thing, you're not dogging anybody out, you're not, you know, crapping on people, you know what I mean? You're pulling people down on your way up, you know what I mean? That's, that's, anyway, I can go on and on. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining on air with Russell of Hotels, a live radio show or live hospitality talk show, uh, which will be a podcast after this is over. So you guys stay tuned for that. You guys have a great week. It's Taco Tuesday. You know, I'm not sure what I'm making today, but guess what? You'll know next week. So you guys take care. Be good. And let me see if I can roll out of here with a, my background, my intro or something. Anyway, you guys take care. Peace. <laughs>